Thanks for downloading The MagPod, a podcast from the Magpie Anthology. I'm Tom Stroud, and in this episode, we're joined by Rouse Limited for the voice of the experts, and we're talking money with Ben Rouse and Ben Silk from Rouse Limited. And in this edition, we're talking about financial housekeeping. Now, finances can cover a lot of things. Ben Rouse, where does housekeeping start? Yeah, in its most simplistic format, it's important to have an understanding of what you've actually got. So we try and get clients' information onto a single sheet of paper showing what you know the cash balances are, what investments they've got, what pensions they've got, that kind of thing. Then we go a bit deeper. We always advise clients to have an up-to-date will, and we also always advise them to review it on a regular basis because there might be legislation changes or there are changes to their personal circumstances. You know, They may have extra children. They may have uh, fallen out with the children. You never know. Divorce, all those kinds of things. So it's really important to keep on top and have a will. You know, a lot of people dig one out from 20 years ago and say oh you know they're all dead so so it's, it's very important to make, make sure you stay on top of those things the other one or the other two things which which we always also almost insist that clients have and a lot of people don't have are powers of attorney in place so the new types of powers of attorney are called lasting powers of attorney and there are two different sorts there's a health and welfare one and there's a financial one the health and welfare one is uh, to allow people to help with decisions about your health when dealing with hospitals doctors that kind of thing and more and more i guess because of the litigious world that we live in you know, medical organizations are requesting that these are in place to be able to take instruction if you want to know that someone can actually make sensible decisions for you you should have one of those health and welfare ones in place the financial one is to deal with all the boring stuff you know paying the bills if you moved out of your house because you've got had to go into a home or something you, know, you could sell the house that kind of thing but one of the misconceptions about attorney ships as it were and it did used to happen but it doesn't happen anymore is you're not allowed as an attorney for someone to make big gifts you can't suddenly award yourself huge amounts of money um, so so you are much much safer if you don't have these things in place you then have to go through the hook court of protection which is an awful lot more stressful for the people that are having to deal with your affairs and a lot more costly for you as important as it is to have a will it's also important that people know where it's located um, having seen cases where an old will has come to light before the most up-to-date one it creates a, a lot a lot of trauma so yeah by all means get the will in place but let someone know where it is and make sure that's in a safe place we talked on a previous podcast about managing money and the idea that you would manage investments and you would prepare for bolts out of the blue and those things that could happen in our lives we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know how long we've got and we don't know how and when someone else might have to intervene. That's one of the elements in this that you have to prepare for, isn't it? And I guess the onus is on everyone to try and leave a tidy estate. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to using a financial planner, at least there is a record of all the investments. They can all be found. It just makes probate so much quicker, especially with probate fees going up as they are. We've seen some estates take up to two years to be wound up and the money's delivered to the beneficiaries. So with a financial planner, there will be a list, there will be all the plans in one place and we can assess in getting all those plans paid out and close probate far quicker when it comes to death yeah if, if we all knew when the end game was it would make planning so much easier but we all want to live for as long as possible so as life goes on and stages of life pass there invariably becomes a time when people say right okay I've taken all I need out of this pot. I need to make sure that I can pass it on to the next generation as tax efficiently as possible. 
And there are a number of things that we can do to help with that. Again, one of the reasons that people would come to us in the first instance is it might be that the first time they have any real cash in their hands is when sadly one of their parents die or a relative dies and leaves them some money. And so we then need to try and steer them through their options as to what they should do with that money. So again, it's the same old thing, you know, assess where that person is. Have they got debt? you know, that could be cleared down most efficiently. If they haven't got debt, then we can look at sort of investment. Are they fully pensioned up? Are they making the most use of their allowances? Before we even think about where it's going to be invested, we look at the types of investment plans that should be used and tax efficient plans that should be used to start off with. And then after that, we talk a bit more about risk and what they're comfortable with. We talked about housekeeping and the kind of things that people should be thinking about if they're listening to this. Um, are there immediate easy wins that people can do to simplify their financial situations are the things that you can do quickly and easily yeah you've got to be open and frank with your partner about what finances there are because we see it time and time again where one of the partners has looked after all of the finances unfortunately they've died it's come as a bit of a shock but the surviving partner has no idea where anything is. They may not even have access to the bank account that's receiving the pension income, which will then freeze on the death of the owner. So it is important to share what you've got with your partner. Yeah, I would agree. Communication between individuals is very important in a, in a partnership. However, obviously, we also have a lot of clients that don't have a partner. So they they might want to think more about how they can get the most out of the assets that they have during their lifetime without leaving a huge amount of money in the pot, which just means that they haven't done all the things they wanted to do and had as much fun as they could have had. So that's, again, where we work on the cash flow forecasting, because we can say to somebody, okay, this is what you've got. We usually run these out to people being about 105. So it's a a fair fair old time and we'll test it and put long-term care and all sorts of things in. But actually, if we can then show that they can afford to spend an extra 5,000 a year in the early part of their retirement, that's a massive difference to your lifestyle. Okay, so as a parent, what kind of things should we be thinking about? I'm glad you asked me that, Tom, because I am a parent. And uh, I think one of those things that we see with our clients is the fact that at some stage, people will come to the bank of mum and dad for some sort of help towards a house normally. If you're lucky enough to be able to have you know, the salary and things to get a mortgage, you probably at some stage will want to buy your own property. So given that, if you're a parent, I would always suggest to clients that they start thinking about these things sooner rather than later. And there are various products out there. So there's lifetime ISAs and help to buy ISAs where they could give children smaller amounts now to be able to start building up these tax-incentivized deposit schemes for houses so basically rather than waiting until 10 years down the line and giving them a lump of cash you could start saving now on a yearly basis get a lot of tax relief and actually make the amount that's cost you to to build that deposit up far less. Another thing that a parent might help their child with is pension planning. The cost of providing a decent pension is really high. So if you can start a pension for a junior when they're one or two years old, you only need to put a small amount in there, and then the benefits of compound interest should mean that there's a meanable sum there for the child when they come to retire. They might not thank you for it now, but I'm sure when they're 65 and they're sat on the deck of a beautiful yacht on the Mediterranean, they'll, they'll raise a glass to you. I think they probably will. Um, One other thing that we touched on um, is allowances. And that's something else that people should be thinking about making the most of. Yeah, something that we check every year for our clients is to make sure that they have used the allowances that are available. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about have they used uh, the maximum amount of money they can into an ISA? 
an individual savings account? Have they been most efficient with their pension planning? How could they top up their pension planning, maybe save a bit of higher rate tax? So just by doing that on a yearly basis, you can make an awful lot of difference to the plan in the longer term. If, for instance, you don't use an ISA, and you save over 20 years versus using an ISA and saving over 20 years, what you end up with at the end is in the one instance where you haven't used the ISA, you've got a massive pot of money which you can't move without paying tax. And then in the other instance, you've got something you could take the whole lot out in one day with no tax consequences at all. What's the difference cost-wise? Nothing. So you might as well use them. The other allowance that sometimes get overlooked is the gift allowance. This is an allowance that allows you to make a gift to an individual who isn't your spouse that won't affect any inheritance tax or will be of a benefit when inheritance tax is calculated on the estate because the money has been passed under the gift allowance. And if you want to find out more about any of the things we've been discussing in this podcast, you can find out more about Rouse Limited, a team of independent financial planners based on the Isle of Wight, by going online to magpieonline.co.uk where you can find out more about Rouse Limited as well as download more episodes of The Magpod from The Magpie Anthology.